uh, called the GDP wrong, called the inflation wrong. 7.2 was not supposed to be what was happening yesterday, and as a result, we've got real issues. The Reserve Bank is failing to deal with the problem, and their problem is the economy's problem, and the economy's problem is Grant Robertson's problem, and he is with us. Very good morning. Morning, Mike. How was Jerome Powell? Yeah, he was interesting because he had a, a similar situation, actually, because inflation in the U.S. Um, ticked down by the same amount, 0.1%. Uh, and he you know, he was disappointed. That was the word he used when he talked to me. But he also said he felt that there was a, you know, a pathway forward for them that, that would work out. And I guess that you know, if he had the same conversation with Adrian Orr, I imagine he'd say a similar thing. You know, they've got a job to do. They have a tool that they use. The U.S. unemployment number is higher than ours. And Jerome Powell pointed to that. Is something that gave him optimism. And, you know, it's a difficult time, Mike, but I think low unemployment, low public debt puts us in a strong position to deal with what will be a challenging period. You talk about jobs and tools, they're failing on both, both Adrian and Jerome Powell. They're failing to get a grip on this. Yeah, pretty challenging around the world, world, Mike. I mean, the models, you know, that the bank economists use, none of them said it would be 7.2% of this. And so what we're dealing with is a situation where the traditional, you know, predictions, forecasts aren't working out. Um, we've just got to recalibrate. The bank has to recalibrate. It'll do that job. From our perspective, you know, we'll continue to support people through this. But if you actually look at the specifics of what's causing this, it does remain driven by by the supply chain constraints, labour supply issues, which we are getting on top of. Uh, but these are things that will take some time to be able to correct. You have been to an extent exposed now. It is non-tradable that's the killer. 6.6 is a record, and you tried yesterday desperately to tell us about all the importation of construction costs. That is only part of the picture, isn't it? The rest of it sits directly with you, printing of money and spending of money you printed. Yeah, well, again, we, we can have another debate about uh, you know, the politics of hindsight and the economics of hindsight. Those decisions were made, but equally, it's July 2021 that the Reserve Bank stopped um, the quantitative easing approach. What we're facing up to now are issues, as you say, in the construction industry. Much of what we do in the construction industry is imported, Mike, and that's the reality of life. We've got the Commerce Commission having a look at building supplies so that we can get a more competitive market, but you can't deny the facts that the a large part of what the cost drivers are in the construction industry is the fact we've struggled to get goods into New Zealand because of shipping issues. Um, there is an issue around labour supply. I absolutely accept that, and that's the reason why we've made the immigration changes we've made. Lately. We are seeing those job applications uh, coming through now. Uh, oil was supposed to be down. It wasn't down as much as it was um, intended to be. It is now going up. You're taking the subsidy off in January. All of that's bad news for inflation, isn't it? Yeah, but the question we've got here, Mike, is the trade-offs, because what we've got to make sure is we don't do things that actually exacerbate inflation, and what we've been trying to do is target our support areas like petrol prices, and, you know, they did come down in the quarter, 4.5% down for petrol prices, but yeah, sure, we're going to be facing, you know, some challenging um, um, choices over the next period of time. We've got to get a balance here, make sure we keep supporting New Zealanders, but don't do things like, for example, tax cuts for the most wealthy that would actually make the situation well, worse. The two things you are I mean, I listened to the Prime Minister in question time yesterday when she was running through that laundry list of stuff you have done by way of spending. Every single dollar you've spent is borrowed or printed. Every single dollar doesn't necessarily add to the productivity of this country, increasing benefits, etc. And you go, oh, but the money is spent. Yes, it is. But that's inflationary and that's your problem, isn't it? 
Well, no, because it's targeted. And I, you know, again, we, you know, we'd go back and say, did did we think the wage subsidy scheme was a good idea? I do think it was a good idea. Do we think the winter energy payments helped low and middle income people through winter? Yes, well, I course, do well, think yeah, it has. Granted, of course but it get, did. If you give me free get, money and I spend it, of course it helps me. But 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 that doesn't avoid the fact it's inflationary. Well, that's right, and that's the reason why those emergency payments have gone now. If you strip that out, Mike, our spending as a percentage of GDP was 30.9%. That is the long-run average of spending in New Zealand. We have been careful and balanced. And in fairness, those questions are about what we are doing to support New Zealanders to get through. They're not questions about our investment in the industry transformation plan for agricultural technology or advanced manufacturing or the work we've done to get the EU FTA or the UK FTA the things that genuinely will help our productivity. We are doing both, Mike. The question was about income support. I think the Prime Minister gave a pretty good list. Why did you indemnify Adrian Orr? Yeah, because at the time that was that was required and Wasn't that was required. the decision. You didn't it have was to do required it. in order to make sure the Reserve Bank went ahead with what at the time was regarded and was regarded around the world as the right thing to do. Um, it's a technical matter around how the balance sheet of the Reserve Bank works, but in order to make sure that the Reserve Bank did step up at a time, remember March well, 2020. Well, the problem was on their balance sheet, they would not necessarily have been able to have provided Precisely. the support that New Zealanders need. So if need. you didn't indemnify him, he would have thought long and hard about the amount of money he printed and therefore wouldn't have printed as much and therefore we wouldn't be where we are this morning. I think there's a lot of ifs in that, Mike. You've got to take yourself back to March 2020. The bond markets were volatile. We were getting you know, signals from overseas that we were heading towards a really dangerous situation for the New Zealand economy. My job is to was to indemnify the individual decisions about how the LSAPs then rolled out were in the hands of the Reserve Bank. And I think it's pretty tough now to go back and put the lens of 2022 hindsight on 2020. Jeez. No one, Mike, in 2020 was predicting interest rates at the level that we've got. But look at the price we're paying for it. You extend your mental health program the other day. Why do you think you're doing that? Because you buggered the economy, you buggered the country, you've got an infuriated population, and all because you indemnified a guy at nine billion and counting money we yeah. never had. Mike, I just simply disagree with you on that. What we did was we got through COVID with one of the lowest death rates in the world and with an economy that's nearly 5% bigger than it was. Yes, we had to take decisions. There were no costless decisions. Nobody in March 2020 was predicting interest rates at the level that we've got now. We do have to deal with the consequences of our decisions. I absolutely accept that. But I stand by those decisions because they kept New Zealanders alive. They kept New Zealanders in work. We've got a tough period around the world right now, but our economy is better placed than most to deal okay. with that. Uh, what, what, what Australia are doing, it seems that we aren't, and this is part of the inflationary problem as well, ACM road crew settled a wage negotiation for 12%, ENL and 10%, Sea Lord 9%, the people who make the toilet paper 9%, Countdown 12%, Vicar on strike yesterday for 8 all inflationary, school administration staff get 22%. We've gone and given everyone a pay rise, they've gone and spent the money, that's why we're in the trouble, whereas if you look at the wage rises in Australia, they're nothing like what we've done, we've made our own nest or bed, haven't we? Well, with respect, Mike, virtually every one of those things that you've mentioned is a private sector settlement. Well, no, out I'm just saying that we're all in this together, also, I get that, but you can't hand out them. grant 12% pay rises, expect people not to spend the money and not see it as inflationary. Well, to start with, Mike, those are settlements that have just happened, so you can't equate them with the situation that we've just had because those people but, didn't have grant, the money during the that dots. period. It's going to get worse. This is what we're, built, we're digging ourselves a hole. 
Look, the wage rises that you're seeing in the economy are obviously a reflection of the situation we're in. Again, New Zealand is not unusual in this, and we'll, we can have a look and dig into some of the Australian things. I think you'll find over the period of this year, the pressure in the Australian economy for wage increases will also increase. They are projected to have inflation higher than we are now by the end of the year. Slightly different timing in the cycle. We started our tightening cycle earlier. Our recovery started earlier, right. but we're all facing this and you can't, you cannot put the 12% increase in pay in a private centre entity on the government, Mike. I can put the 22% of school administration staff on you, though, and I can put all of the That's spending that you've done on deal, borrowed money Mike, on you. That is a pay equity deal that goes back It doesn't many, matter what it decades. is. What it is is inflationary. This is what you don't seem to be understanding. We're digging ourselves this monumental hole. What you and I agree on is we've got a crisis in terms of inflation. It's not being addressed and we're making it worse by giving everyone pay rises and everyone's out there spending. Mike, those are the result of negotiations and deals between employers I, I and employees. I, I get all of that, but we're, we, all right, put it this way, collectively, we're buggering up the country. <laughs> I just don't accept that, Mike. I think what you're doing is taking what was uh, a disappointing number on inflation and extrapolating that out to the whole economy. The economy as a whole remains strong because unemployment is low. Well, it remains is strong low, because everyone's got 12% pay rises and they're spending their wages. God's but sake. Mike, what, your solution is that people don't get paid. Tighten your belts. Exactly. Take the, the medicine, put the interest rates up, tighten the belts, take the pain, have a recession, and get out the other side. Mike, we, we as all private sector entities, are doing, are doing exactly that. Our spending as a percentage of GDP goes down now that the COVID emergency measures have gone to around about where it's been historically in New Zealand. We will be targeted in our spending. I know New Zealand households with higher mortgages will also be targeted. Everybody gets that, but it's about a balance to make sure that people can get through. Appreciate your time as always. Grant Robertson, Finance Minister.